Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Guys, welcome back. Working class on DeerCast, another episode this week. Uh, thank you for supporting us and DeerCast. Um, if you're listening somewhere other than DeerCast, we have a promo code in the description. We'll save you some money on this uh, one social platform, but a tool for your deer hunting this fall. So don't overlook that or forget about it. Um, I think DeerCast is one of the best tools for mapping, predictive tools, weather tool, and just a ton more. So um, we'll do that for you. Check the if you're not already on DeerCast, we'll have that promo code. Um, this week, my buddy Jacob Johnson is joining me via on lunch break from work. Yeah. Yep. How's it going, guys? <laughs> What's up, dude? So <laughs> for you, for you guys that maybe follow Working Class Bow Hunter but might not know or have seen it and are confused, Jacob hosts our firearm focused podcast called The Victory Drive, and. Jacob, tell us about the Victory Drive, what you're doing, how it's been going. You've been around three months, roughly. So, yep, yeah, yeah, we're up and running. Um, it's going great. It's like you said, it's the firearm wing of working class bow hunter, I guess. Because I mean, you're starting a whole family of podcasts going on here in the outdoor industry, and it's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's exciting, and I'm very glad to be a part of it in the firearm side. And yeah, like we've talked before, um, you know, I have military background. Shot a lot of guns, and I my first true passion has always been like guns and shooting and firearms and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean it's going great so far. We've had some awesome guests on, and mm -hmm. yeah, things are rolling around pretty good. So well, it's it's not that like on working class bow hunter, it's not that like we don't gun hunt or don't like guns. It's it's none of that. Our just main passions and more of our knowledge and conversations are they're bow hunting based first. But it's, you know, even though we might be interested in, like, tactical stuff, military stuff, like police-related stuff, or long-range rifle shooting, or deer hunting, or super turkey gun-focused podcasts, or whatever it may be, that's stuff that we are interested in, but maybe not, we don't have the right, like, angle to bring the conversation to, like, talk about it in an entertaining fashion. And so that's why, like, oh, we were thinking a firearm, like, chapter would be great. And we met you. We've known you for three years now. We can talk about that backstory, how we met. But yeah, you were just kind of like the perfect candidate for it. And it all just worked out when we asked you about doing it. It's like, yeah, let's do it. And yeah, I mean, it's killing it. it. it yeah, it, it's been a great time. And, and we've talked about this for probably about a year or so, too. Yeah. Uh, just kind of going back and forth and just trying to get the timing right and everything. And yeah, it's like everything you just said. I'm that same way, just kind of, I guess, flip flop. Like, yeah, I got I got into bow hunting late and archery and all that stuff late, but I've always been into guns and shooting and firearms and that kind of stuff. So everything you just said on the bow hunting sides, I'm the exact exact almost flip flop of that. If that yeah. makes sense. No, it does. It does makes perfect sense. And and then also too, it's like 
I know a lot of our listeners might be the way you are, Jacob, with that like flip flop from kind mm-hmm. of like our main, I don't know, expertise or passion. And a lot of our listeners, they're either that way or they just do both equally or interested in shooting sports as equally as bow hunting. And like even the deer cast community, like, you know, you see what the juries do, like they're not bow only. They right. do it all. And, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot more besides hunting is fair game with the victory drive, like, especially with like your military background, if you want to touch on some of that, like I find some of that stuff interesting because I don't know anything about it. And it's cool to hear some of the stories from, um, some other guys that you've interviewed that have served time in the military. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one thing you're not going to get with victory drive is, um, I'm not, I'm not. I don't consider myself an expert in really anything. Cause if you call yourself an expert, I really feel like you gotta, you gotta know about everything about whatever you're saying you're an expert in. Yeah. Um, so, but I know enough about guns and firearms and ballistics and all that stuff to have a good conversation with a lot of guys, but the military side, that's one thing too. That I really want to touch on with this podcast as well, because you know, being in the military and living that life for as long as I did, it's just one of those things that, as a civilian that's never been in the military, it's a completely different world. Like all civilians see like the soldiers on the, you know, walking around, you see that this outward perception of what a soldier is. Then when you get in the trenches with the soldier in, in that lifestyle, it's completely different. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those, um, one of those things I tell people a lot, like, especially people I know that maybe they don't cuss or maybe they're, they're pretty, pretty polished up yeah They're like oh my gosh thank thank you for your service and everything i got I love everything you guys do i'm like yeah but if you heard us talk you would not like us you know i know <laughs> yeah. you and i know you wouldn't appreciate the way that we talk to each other it's just one of those things you yeah know? What, but, but i it's, think it's cool to bring that to light well i think that's the best thing about it like and you have like you have to be that way you can't be you can be polished but it's mm-hmm. better if you're doing some of this work the way what you guys have done. And I know some stories from you and it's like a weird thing is being a civilian. It's like, what do you ask and not ask and what's mm-hmm. offensive? Because I'm I'm genuinely curious about a lot of it and I respect it. And that's why I want to know about the stories. So that's why mm-hmm. I get excited when you have military focused episodes come out, because I can kind of listen and not be like intrusive because whatever gets brought up between you guys is fair game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Um, the, I don't ever get offended by anyone's questions because it is an interesting thing. That's what, that's why I joined the military in the first place too. Cause well, that's not why, but it's one reason why is because it was interesting. It's something that you don't know and you don't see everything when you're on the outside looking in. So I never take offense to any questions. I don't, care who's asking or what they're asking if i don't want to answer i'll I'll just tell them like you know what you know shut up talk about certain things (laughs) i don't you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but uh there's a certain there's a certain um audience i guess yeah i if i'm talking to the right people i'll say more if it's basically it's like if i can if i feel like i can trust you i'll tell you everything you know yeah but it's one of those things too like when you're sitting there with a guy that you were there with it's completely different. Yeah. Because, you know, they were there. They get it. They know what the, they know the lingo. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it is different. So like, I it's a brotherhood, man. It's a brotherhood. Side. Yeah. Yeah. I understand from the listener's side. It's like, yeah, it is totally different listening to veteran on veteran talk rather than veteran on civilian talk, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a different atmosphere. I, I think that's like a big perk to this series because a lot of our listeners are like probably in the same boat that I am in. And we've always done like the veteran mm-hmm. shout out or try to do it as mo- as often as possible. So it kind of like makes sense for us to have this a part of the WCB family. But, you know, I think something like we could utilize with DeerCast for Victory Drive is like listeners that maybe served in the military and might have a specific passion in shooting sports or even even it can even be archery related stuff. You know, it's like I'm sure mm-hmm. you're open to guest ideas and topic ideas and all that, because we're here for the listener or for the viewer, both. Um, so that's the best feedback. And I can just I see so much more potential in the future of, Vic, of Victory Drive with um, just possible topics, because it's not just hunting like it's military. Yeah. It's like shooting sports and rifles or muzzle loading and all that like it's really it's an endless spew of content that you could just dive into yeah it is it's i'm very excited very very excited for because it, it is just a different realm like uh i guess i guess I, I don't even know if i'd say yeah it's it's a hunting podcast it's an outdoor podcast it's a shooting podcast it's all these other things all into one but it's not too broad where it feels weird you know yeah yeah like we're still focused on fire like my the i guess i don't know my slogan or my short description of victory drive it's it's a gun podcast it's a podcast about guns and the people behind them it's not just tip it's not just uh it's not super niche where you know you're gonna come to victory drive to learn all about every caliber versus caliber or ballistics or all that stuff. Like we're going to talk about all that stuff, but it's a very conversational base and kind of see where the wind blows kind of deal. Yeah. And it can go a lot of different ways. And I'm really excited for the off season, honestly, like with hunting and just saying hunting season only being so like a pretty short window in everyone's lives. It's, I love talking about it and everything else, but also the off season is interesting because there's a lot of recreational shooters out there that, you know, it's, they're cool. Like they're interesting. And, yeah. On the flip side, too, I've talked about this a bunch of different times, too. But, you know, we're all on the same team. Like, we look at the Pippin-Robertson Act. Like, recreational shooters, they contribute to conservation and everything that we like to do. And yeah. a lot of them don't even step foot in the woods. So Yeah, it's all our our people. Yes. You know, hunt. Like, I consider everything we've talked about, it's our people. It's almost this. This might sound bad. And maybe you agree or disagree. <laughs> and I'd like to, I'll, if you have a hot take on it, by all means, like, put me in my place. But it's almost kind of like there's everybody else and then our people. And it's like I feel like we're always fighting to keep our stuff around. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Kind of what I'm getting at there? Like, yeah, there's no. it's almost you can boil it down to your pro gun or anti gun. Yes. And then that that's like the most hard, broad and hardest line of like your hunters, your military guy, your good military guys, all that stuff, your policemen, your American heroes, your firefighters, all that, your hunters, your archers, your sport shooters, all that is on probably more than likely on the pro gun side. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And no, that no, that makes total sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm an ass sometimes. <laughs> No, but that's kind of how I view it. And I don't I, know if that's I, healthy I or unhealthy. Well, it's one of those things where um, I guess it's harder to defend. Like I had a wrestling coach. He always told me, he always told us, he's like, the best defense is a good offense. 
And it's one of those things where guy, guys like us, we t- generally just like to do our thing and be, be left alone. And we a lot of times we don't really notice until all of a sudden we're like, oh, my gosh, like what's going on here? Like now they're trying to take away um, our our gun rights or they're trying to take away certain hunting rights or they're trying to take away certain things. And we didn't even see it coming a lot of times because we're not paying attention because yeah. we're totally content doing what we want to do and everything's fine and we're happy. And then all of a sudden, like, now it, you're going to be a felon if you own a a piece of plastic that goes on the back of your gun, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things where we're kind of, a lot of times guys like us are late to the game and late to knowing what's going on. And it's all reaction and it's all reactive rather than proactive. Right. And the people that are constantly on attack, whether it's your, the guy, the people that are trying to take away certain guns or trying to take away hunting, those people are always on the attack. Those groups are always on the attack. That's what they base their groups out of is being on yeah. the attack. Like we're going to attack this because it's not right. Whether and it's they and are, a lot of it's like ethically or not. Yeah, and a lot of it's just they're playing on emotions, and they're like, and it's that's a hard that's a hard battle to fight. You know, when people are emotional and they're like, yeah, this sucks. We need to do something about this, and they get a lot of support. And it's like, man, well, hate to break it to you, but you know. Got to put emotions aside here and talk logically about this stuff, and it's hard to do that. Yeah, definitely. Even hunting, it's, people get mm-hmm. emotionally driven on hunting. Like you know, we got we saw some of it when we went to Africa, but and that's another thing. Like touches on with this series, what I'm excited about is you kind of have more of a fair game opportunity to talk about politics because it directly relates to firearms more so than it does general hunting or, or bow hunting and and we we try to avoid that conversation um on working class bow hunter and working mm-hmm. class on deer cast because it just one we see so much of it that i want our show to generally be the escape from that like mm-hmm. laugh learn about hunting and think about hunting and think about other stuff but with it's needed though in your podcast topics like you have to talk politics and it's not really like maybe some of it can be opinion based on what you think but a lot of it's gonna be this is what's happening and then your guys you and whoever else is on the show with you it's like the take on it from there yeah yep exactly and that's and that's one of those things i i used to do a political politically based podcast way back in the day with my brother and stuff yeah and it was small time but it's one of those things man it's like it's not fun talking about politics it's mm-hmm. not fun especially when you start digging into the weeds and realize you know <laughs> what kind of what type of person a lot of these politicians are it makes you sick and you're just like yeah. i don't like this this is icky i just want to get away from it and it's a lot easier just to you know put your head in the sand and ignore it which is i totally 100 percent agree like that is nice but it's one of those things where you know being in a having a firearm based podcast it's one of those things it's almost a necessity because if i don't talk about it and kind of get people i just get some of the some of the knowledge out there to people at least to understand what's happening not even necessarily like i'm going to tell my opinion about it because i don't you know i don't care and whoever that's, I have a, on that's wcb style anyway yeah you know? like we, that's what say we my, yep we're gonna say our opinions and you don't have to like it or anything like that, but at the same time, we're also going to put a lot of the facts out there and be like, this is, you know, trying to be factual about things as well. When it, especially when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, it's just, it's a, it's tough because it's firearms and guns are constantly under attack. 
it seems like it seems yeah. like every other week there's a there's a shooting that gets blown up and then here we go again back to the gun argument and all that stuff yeah and if you look you look at countries like australia like this really ties into hunting and bow hunting especially where you know a country like australia they got rid of all their guns essentially wow and now they're attacked yeah got rid of all their guns yeah but they essentially banned them and uh now they're going after bow hunting you know they're just going after hunting in general so I'm going not, after I'm, bow hunting in Australia, saying that's unethical. See, I'm not even in. This is goes exactly what you said earlier. I don't even. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, and that's like what I do. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's like all of a sudden now I'm on the. Not that I live in Australia. I mean, but mm-hmm. like it's like oh they're doing what? You know what I mean? It's like how mm-hmm. who knew who knew that was coming? But how how many bow hunters are in Australia? I'm sure a lot, but well, all the hunters that used to be gun hunters and. They can't have guns. They're like, well, I guess I'm going to bow hunt now. Good point. And they're like, well, and the people that got rid of the guns, like, well, maybe we just shouldn't even, maybe we should just leave the shooting of animals to the government because we can't do it right. You know? It's so wild. It is wild. And it's one of those things, man. Like, I try to talk about, like, with the gun thing, the Second Amendment protects a lot of, a lot of our rights. Mm-hmm. And once guns go away, these people, these types, the anti, hunting anti-gun those types of people they're not going to go away and they've based their entire livelihood and their life on attacking so when yeah. if guns go away then what else are they going to do they're going to sit around and be like yep mission accomplished guys let's pack up shop and call her a night yeah no they're gonna be like well we need to keep going because that's the only way we get funding and get support so yeah yeah uh man it just it's a weird time nowadays and I thinking back when I was a kid, I, I brought this up on the podcast a couple of times, maybe not on, on Deercast, but when you were a kid, all kids should be left in the dark when it comes to politics at a certain age, right? It's like, I don't want yes. my daughter knowing what's going on. She doesn't need to know what's going on. She's a child. Let her be a kid. And I felt like, and maybe this is why I feel this way from that reason, but I feel like things are crazier now, but I don't know if it's just because I'm an adult and now know this stuff. You know what I mean? Versus like a kid and I didn't need to know about it because I should 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 be a kid. Yeah. But it's like it makes me wonder, like I want to ask my mom, like, it, are things crazier now? Or certainly it, has it always been crazy? Um, I wouldn't say that it's out and it's always been crazy to a certain extent. It's one of those things where it I mean, it is going to generationally get crazier because <laughs> the I mean, the 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 definition of being a progressive is that you're progressing towards something, right? Yeah. Whether, you know, whatever that is. So it's constantly changing generation to cultural shift. I think is the main mission. Yep. But you'll also see, like, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm uh, naturally an optimist. So I'm really hoping that it's just kind of, it's just coming back circle, you know, it's coming back around. It's like, okay, we went too far to this way. Let's bring her back around, you know, and I'm hoping that that's like it kind of auto steers a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's how I America so. as a country was founded and how it was kind of supposed to be. It's like, hey, we have people over here and people over here and we can still talk to each other because we hold the same values and morals for sure. core values as Americans. Right. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it just kind of circles back around and gets back to, I don't know, just keeping each other in check. I'm just really hope hoping. So. hoping. <laughs> Let's hope so. Well, yeah. you know, it's like you see all this stuff going on. It's a bummer, especially anything like second amendment controversial like i have guns i 
love guns. Now I don't I don't go shoot every day for sport shooting, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I have them. I enjoy them. I enjoy I enjoy more 2A stuff and culture than I do like going to the range every day. Does that make sense? Like I'm oh, yeah. very for mm-hmm. it. I'll do what I can to support it. And I think that's most people in the hunting community and and probably in the military community as well. But because you, you were mm-hmm. in the army for 10 years. Yeah, just about. And you did um you went overseas and I'm not I'm not trying to like brag on you. I'm kinda of wanting you to elaborate oh, a little bit. But when I, what yeah. I want to get is like, did you see like when you were overseas, and you can talk about where you went and what you did if you want, but mm-hmm. what was like the political mindset of people you were around? You can't really speak for everybody, but like your main yeah. core. Like what was that like? Um yeah, so I yeah, I was in the army for almost ten years. Uh I was infantry and also artillery and did that thing. Um I was when I was like in Afghanistan especially. So I deployed to Afghanistan for a year in 2010, 2011. And you're talking about what were our like politically, how was it? Well like, it's like the vibe I, in the military. Yeah, because I wouldn't imagine that there's everybody over there is going to be second anti Second Amendment. Or like No. Yeah, you know, most you know of the guys I was yeah, most of the guys I was with, I mean, we're all it's pr- yeah, pretty standard. Exactly what you're thinking is probably pretty damn close. Okay. Honestly. Um, but politically wise, like, yeah, a lot of us didn't really enjoy a whole lot of stuff that was going on. But especially overseas, you don't you don't have we didn't have the luxury of really paying that much attention, I guess, at the time. We had a lot of other stuff we had to we had to get done. Yeah. We had a lot of other things to worry about rather than what was going on politically. Uh yeah, well, that makes sense. So yeah, I mean we, yeah, I don't know. We just did what we had did what we had to do and focus on what we we're there to do. We didn't really yeah. worry about anything else, and I mean that does get you in trouble to a certain extent, especially when oh. you're talking like ROE. Because who who comes up with the ROE, like the rules of engagement while you're over there? It's you know politicians talking to generals, talking to mm. other people, and then they they make the decisions for us, and then they disseminate down like a, a okay, specialist. This, this or might be a, a dumb question. Rules of uh, engagement, like engagement, as in what do you mean by engagement? Uh, engaging the enemy. Okay. So when we're when we were over there, like when okay, back in two thousand one, when we first invaded Afghanistan, the R the ROE or rules of engagement was like pretty much anyone that has a gun, let her rip kind of deal. Yeah. Like if they're it was a lot more open. Then it got a little bit tighter and a little bit tighter as the war progressed. Um when I was there in two thousand ten is really I mean, we've already been at war for almost 10 is 10 is a 10 year anniversary, I guess, when I was there, because they're 10, 10 to 11. So the ROE definitely changed a lot from when it first started to then. And our our rule of engagement was that. Basically, we couldn't do anything unless it was a direct threat. So if they were actively shooting at us, then we could shoot back. If they were actively planting a bomb in the middle of the road, then we could engage them, you know, but it had to be a direct threat to hmm. us or our assets i guess yeah that makes sense i guess yep. and i don't know we don't gotta get it. that that if people want to hear more on that just tune into the victory yeah. drive because i'm sure you can get more into that on some episodes but in that 10 years did like did in the military not necessarily like overseas but like did you notice like a big shift in like attitude mm-hmm. within a 10-year span yep oh absolutely yes absolutely that's why i got out Honestly. really that's why I, yeah that's why I got out of the military was that it was when I first joined, it was very 
like I said, we didn't really pay attention to politics that much because we had other things to do. And we always felt insulated because it's like, well, we're in the military. Like, the only thing we're here to do is be effective at war. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as an infantryman. Like, your main objective, everything you do from basic training to deploying overseas, you're training, the, like, let's be honest, you're to, um, to, kill people yeah you know to kill the enemy that's your job especially as an infantryman that's your job so you need to be physically fit you need to shoot well you need to do all these other things to be successful when you're deployed and as politics started seeping into the military i started seeing i'm like okay this is getting a little too far you know and everyone has their own opinions you can go go look up what big policy changes have happened from the year of you know 2008 when i joined to 2018 when i got out there's a lot of change, and that's a huge reason why I got out of the army. I just couldn't handle it anymore. I'm like, this isn't the the military that I grew up in. So I and I just can't. I don't know. I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle being away from friends and family to do something that I didn't like to do anymore to fight for people that don't care about me. So I yeah. figured it'd be better to go back home and be a dad and be productive in my own local community because those people actually care about me. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Well, I, I can, I don't know that feeling, but I can see the way you explained it. I can understand it. I think a little bit. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. never fully understand it cause I was never there, but I do appreciate your service, man. I do appreciate like yeah. your transparency. And I bet you there's a ton of people that have the same attitude with you. Um, and it's funny cause well, I, I, it, I have some other friends that good friends that were in the military around the same time frame and did, uh, go overseas and did a couple tours, but like, they are even though they are good people they have completely opposite uh mindsets when it comes to like you know if, if you want to break it down to that like liberal conservative like yeah they're they're almost uh the them and not us in a weird mm-hmm. way but that doesn't mean that they're bad people but like no. one of them it's like what one we 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 got them back and yeah. one, the other one I know is a, is a female, and she's very, very the uh, them. They, yeah. them. <laughs> they, them. No, she's not a they, them. But, uh, <laughs> but like, kind of, like, okay, let's get steering her back on. Was, was very, like, not a fan of my hunting. Not necessarily oh, the biggest fan of guns. Like, and, and I always thought, like, man, like, you're in the military. You know what it's like to work hard. You know what it's like to earn your own money. You know what it's like to get taxed on your own money. Mm-hmm. I don't get how you're that far on that side of things, you know, because generally it's people who work yeah. and get screwed on their own money tend to leave lean more conservative, mm-hmm. but not always, you know, well, we're getting into this political thing. This is up to well, victory drive, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one thing real quick on that note. Um, Bet you those people weren't in the combat arms field. They, they probably weren't infantry, so <laughs> they're probably pokes. Like, it's a derogatory term that infantrymen come up for, like came up with for people that weren't infantry. So <laughs> when I was in basic training, all the drill drill sergeants always told us, like, "Hey, you know what? There's only two, really two, uh, only two MOSs in the military." And MOS is military occupational specialty, so it's your job, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there's only two MOSs in the military, and that's infantry and everybody else. Yeah. Because everybody supports the infantry. And it's one of those things where, yeah, we're, as an infantryman, you're kind of, uh, 
I don't know if I'd say cocky, but very confident. And you gotta be, dude. Say, if you weren't yeah, confident, there's be. problems on the home front. Right. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's talking like, to a lot of pogues. That's where a lot of them, the 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 them's come from, I guess. Oh, I get that. I get that yeah. a little bit. I see what you're saying. But you know, if you have, if you're in infantry and you're not confident, or if you, as a, as a U.S. citizen, I want our infantrymen to be badasses. I yeah. want them to be like rough dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want them to go in like kind of bullyish in a way. Like it's it's the same yeah. way. It's like the bully. That's not, I got to be careful here. The, being a bully <laughs> is never good. But if you're so confident and you're like, don't mess with me, no one's going to mess with you. That's what yep. you want in the military, you know, like. Yeah, especially in the group of guys, the group of people. It used to be a group of guys. Now it's just a group of people, I guess. But um, in that type of that type of people, you really need them to be not second guessing themselves. They need to be going because they're the ones actually getting up close. It, the whole point of the infantry is to close with and destroy the enemy. So close with, like get close enough to effectively destroy the enemy. So yeah. they're not far away. They're not dropping bombs on them from the safety of their fixed wing fired um, fire jet they're actually face to face with these individuals that want to kill them you mm -hmm. know so it's not pretty it's not a it's not a you can watch all the movies you want and hollywood does their take on war and it's never pretty like you're, you're talking sweat in different places and rocks and uh, it's not pretty it's not clean it's a hard thing to do and you don't want soft people doing a hard job it's just not gonna work out well no it's not gonna work out well for anybody so yeah I, i'm the same way where i think yeah we do the infantry especially needs to be a little tough you know, needs to be a little rough it maybe needs to be a little cocky yeah for sure yeah it's like yeah. if you hire a security guard and the dude's like man yeah. i don't know those guys are pretty big and they're gonna come over here and rob you i'm like whoa dude i hired you for this <laughs> you're yeah, nervous right. i'm nervous i don't know maybe yeah. that's a bad analogy but you'd be like hold on what you know this is you got the wrong job brother you know <laughs> yeah, but, you maybe you need to go find a different job i don't know if you're not willing to if you don't have the confidence in yourself to defend me when i'm paying you to defend me yeah then uh maybe you should look for a different employer this Some, thing working out something's <laughs> This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations 
and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we, have, we haven't really talked so much about hunting. You know, we're focusing on like, vi- this is like a victory drive on working class on DeerCast. But there's so many veterans and active military mm-hmm. that are into hunting. So many people that that are into that that are also into hunting and firearms and stuff. So um, even though it's not related, very much so is at the same time. So, uh, yeah. but no, man, I mean, I want to just do this with you give you some airtime on our side of the platform mm-hmm. to kind of, because we haven't done this yet. We, we've promoted victory drive, but we haven't like talked about what victory drive is to our normal listener mm-hmm. because you're on your own podcast feed. Um, and so people have to go search it out. They don't just listen through our feed. So, but if, if this interests you guys at all, or Jacob sounds like an interesting enough dude, tune into victory drive and, and try some of the episodes out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those, one of those things, man. Um, Going back to the, real quick, if you had time for yeah. just a real quick yeah. story on it, but going back to hunting and stuff, veterans and hunting and shooting and stuff, it's one of those things where me, when I got out, I I knew from talking to guy, other guys I've gotten out and they went back home. They're like, you know, I'm just going to take a little time. I, I, I deserve a little time to relax and not do much. And yes, you, that's right. You do deserve some relaxing time. But I was when I got out, I'm like, I'm getting back into hunting. I'm getting a job right away. I'm doing this, this, and this. And that worked well for me because I'm the type of guy where I need to be, I need goals in order to be driven. Yeah. If I don't have goals, then I'm not going to be driven. Then I'm going to end up being a sloth on the couch and not doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And hunting for me, uh, it's a constant goal set. Like you never, even if I go out next, this next hunting season, I shoot a 289 inch white tail buck. It's one of those things where it's I'll be happy, I'll be stoked about it, but guess what? I'm gonna still go out next next year and have this like just diff- slightly different goals. And you know, maybe it won't be to shoot a 290 inch whitetail, but it's one of those things where it, if you're into it, it's keeping you constantly setting goals and constantly looking forward to the next challenge. And there's so much stuff to get into. And man, I yeah, I, for me personally, I know hunting has saved my life um personally. So it's like one of those things if I can even reach out to other veterans because that's another thing too with veterans is the suicide rate is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of guys get out lose focus lose passion and what's a guy supposed to do that has constantly had goals and missions to accomplish yeah every day while they're in the military to getting out and being like you know hey good luck out there buddy and they get patted in the butt and send you out yeah and then you're looking around you're like okay you go to a job and the your boss is like, yeah, you know what, get what you need to do, get what you need done today, and yada, yada, yada. And you're like, okay, well, where's the drive in that? You know, they yeah. feel like they get into a, a slump where there's like every day is the same and every day kind of sucks. So why not just kill myself? Oh, and it's one of those things, man. Like hunting, I know for a fact it's something I look forward to and it's helped me out in transitioning yeah. out of the military into the civilian world tremendously. And it gets you yeah. around like-minded people. And that's what this podcast is all about to me is creating a community like the WCB community, but more targeted for veterans, law enforcement, and everyone that supports them. They, yeah. A whole community of people, of like-minded individuals that like to shoot, hunt, fish, 
whatever yeah all that stuff and bring them all together and have a good atmosphere like that so dude i love that too because you know hunting is it's healthy for your brain like once you tap into mm-hmm. the level of like being calculated making decisions goal oriented like it's good for your body and your brain you know that's a, a, a good way to look at it and it's a bummer that the statistic for veterans on suicide rate is is where it is um it's just a bummer man like it is it's like little i think all the little things even though it doesn't feel like like what you said what you want to do like if veterans want to tune in they can relate to you and learn about the whatever subject or topic you're talking about like Mm -hmm. that is helping probably more than we'll ever give credit to because like i know how i feel when i listen to like when i listen to your show or our new fishing podcast tackle on tacos i listened to the first episode day just launched so this episode is recorded Mm -hmm. in advance when it would be released and it's like listen to it it's it's fun and it, it gives you a different perspective like there's a local radio show here called dwyer michaels when i listen to it it impacts me different and i feel like i'm a part of their little trio either bullshitting where yeah. they probably don't think that way because they're just doing what they do but they don't know how i feel when i consume the content right does that make sense that's the same way yeah oh dude i totally understand because that's exactly what like when i got out um of the army and i googled like you know hunting podcasts i want to learn how to hunt and especially bow hunt because i my buddy got me into bow hunting and i didn't know anything about it and he he only knew what he knew so i wanted to get some other takes and that's how i found you guys and listening to working class bow hunter yeah learn through the conversations that you guys have had over the years and like that's the way i like to learn and it's it's like i'm talking to my buddy about something that i'm interested in and want to learn about yeah and love to do so it's it's awesome like that's what i'm hoping to bring to other people as well i guess in a different but just a different side of things i guess well i'm excited for the growth of victory drive and i think one thing we should touch on real quick so you and i have not known each other since we were kids none of that like we were at a trade show in um lincoln nebraska a few years ago and you and your wife ashley walked up and were like hey we listen to you guys and you guys sat there and bs with us for a little bit and Literally, we just hit it off from there. Like, yeah, that's where this all started. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because, man i I remember sitting. I think it was the the week of the that Nebraska show. I was sitting in the kitchen and I was looking at Ashley. I'm like, "What are we doing this weekend?" And she's like, "Oh, well, for once, we actually don't have anything going on." I'm like, "Okay, I'm like, you want to go to Nebraska?" <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "For what?" And I was like, uh, "A deer show." Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Well." I guess we're not doing anything. Sure. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, well, WCV is going to be there. White Teledrone is going to be there and yada, yada, yada. And it's, you know, yeah. be cool just to see if they're cool or maybe they're not cool. I don't know. Just see what it's all about. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> we just out. drove off and drove eight hours in Nebraska and met up. Yeah. And met up with you guys and just hit it off. And it's crazy. Yeah. The timeline, what made like you guys had nothing going on. You brought that up. She was down to go. We met you guys hit it. Like, it's just crazy how everything happens for a reason. It is. It is. I think about that all the time. And not just <laughs> not just with this. Like this is crazy enough. Because I, I mean, this had there was absolutely no absolutely no intention of me being like, hey man, maybe if I talk to Kurt, maybe I can slide in and get in the industry. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's nothing like that. It's just yeah. one of those things where I'm like, I just want to see if he they are who they are. You, you know? wanted to see if we are d bags or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I'll either end up still liking him or maybe i'll just shut the podcast off after uh, this so <laughs> i wonder how many people we met that just were like 
you guys just aren't that cool you know probably not that many because you guys are cool well, i think people who not, don't know if us, you're not cool then i have really bad taste i guess so it makes me uncool too. <laughs> so we're all just uncool <laughs> together and guess what yeah. you're listening you're not that cool either yeah that's <laughs> and, right <laughs> yeah that's right but we're in it together we're not that cool together yep. hashtag and not hey, that cool and hey if we can be so i mean if we're all uncool together that means mark drury is super uncool he's the king so, of being uncool Terry, yeah, he's the uncoolest person and that out me- there. That really. means Matt and Tim also on DeerCast are also super uncool with yes. us. So if I'm going to be in uh, in not the cool kids club with anybody, I'm glad it's with y'all, you guys. So this is cool. Yeah, I mean, get, this is a not cool. We get enough uncool people together. All of a sudden, we become powerful enough that we're cool and they're not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there are groups out there that do that. This is getting culty. We better stop this. <laughs> <laughs> you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? No. <laughs> stop. Stop. I'm not going to any islands. We're good. Okay. Jacob, we got, where can people find Victory Drive? If someone's interested in being on the show or has someone they want to recommend for the show, how can they get a hold of you for that? Yeah. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. So Victory Drive on Instagram. Uh, I also have Facebook, Victory Drive. Actually, it's Victory Drive Pod on Instagram, Victory Drive Pod on Facebook. And all that stuff, yeah. I'm most active on Instagram, though, because Facebook kind of sucks. And um, just hit me up there. Check me out. Um, I'm on all the popular podcast platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google, all yep. the good stuff. So check it out. Let me know if you like it, you hate it. If I suck, let me know. Either and I'll, I'll put that in. I'll put the link to your show on Spotify and your Instagram and stuff in the description of this episode so you can find it wherever you listen. Or if you're on DeerCast, you'll see it there as well. Um, Jacob. Appreciate you, buddy. I love you. Thank you for your service. I'm glad you're you, man. running the firearm side of things for us. This is It's turned into a really good family, and I couldn't be happier with the crew we have. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Man. Yeah, man. No, thanks for bringing me on. This has been a blast, and like I said, I'm very excited for the future. This is going to be sweet. It's going to be a good time. And thank you to the listener or the viewer if you're watching on DeerCast. Hopefully you're listening and watching on DeerCast and supporting this community of, uh, of us, the community of us. Not the thems, right? <laughs> That's it's getting culty again. We'll get out of here. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. Appreciate you guys. See you next week. Peace. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.